The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So, as a result of their errors, their mistakes, we were also lost. So, through time, God has to put in place a navigating system to bring man back on the right track. And the only way he could do that was to bring back another man just like him, this time not as a grown man or a grown woman, but this time as a baby. This morning I'm going to be preaching. I think once every year, God, God puts me in a very tight corner. I don't know why. Once a year, um, I struggle to find a title for my message. Just one Sunday in every year, and this is one of the days. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to be preaching. You know, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna find a title somehow. I don't know why it happens, but once a year, it's like every Christmas, I don't have a title for my message. So uh, usually I'll read a scripture before I'll give the title, and then you have an idea what I'm gonna be preaching. But today I'm gonna be taking you all over. So praise God. Uh, uh, wherever we land, we land. Amen. So just pray for me. Amen. So, I'm going to be preaching a message. Uh, let me just give it a title. Shall I? So that you don't get lost. So that we know where we are going. Well, I'm going to pre- be preaching on a message I have titled, Lost and Found. Is that a good title? All right. All right. Lost and Found. Okay, turn with me please in your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 16 to 21. And today is one of those days where I read a lot of long scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 16 to 21. I read, the Bible says, Wherefore henceforth we know no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, Yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man or any woman be in Christ, be where? In Christ. Be where? In Christ. Christ, He is or she is a new creature. I want you to notice the emphasis. Not he will be or not she will be, but he what? Is. Is is present. Is is definite. He is a new creature. All things are passed away in the past. Not they are going to pass away. They have passed away. Behold, all things, not some things, all things. Behold means look now. Behold means observe now. All things are what? All things are what? All things are what? Passed away. It said, behold, all things are become new. 
It says, and all these things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation to with that God was in Christ. I want you to notice that God was in Christ. God was in Christ. So that means when you see Jesus, you see God in him. God was in Christ and what was the purpose? Reconciling the world unto himself. Oh, this is powerful scripture. This is so powerful right there. It says, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. In other words, God knew that we were sinners, but he was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not, not punishing the world or punishing us again for our trespasses. It says, and he has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, it says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he had made him to be seen for us. Oh, if you can just understand that, you'll enjoy your Christian life. He has made him to be what? Seen for us. Who is is the Bible talking about? Jesus Christ. He has made Jesus Christ to be seen for us. Oh, thank you. He has made Jesus to be what? Seen for you and I. So that, that therefore means I'm no longer a sinner. Amen. That therefore means you're no longer a sinner. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? It's, it's a, for he has made him to be seen for us. Who knew no sin? Jesus knew no sin. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. Not because of what we have done. But because of what he has done. It said that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now this morning, like I said, I'm teaching on the message I have titled Lost and Found. In life, we are all on a journey. And sometimes we set off knowing exactly where we are going. But from where we start off and where we are going, we don't know what is ahead of us. So sometimes as a result of that, in as much as we have good intentions, we want to get to our destination in life, we get lost along the way, don't we? This year you had plans. You set out the beginning of the year with a desire, with a vision to get to a destination. But along the way, you got lost. The fact that you got lost doesn't mean you are silly. Excuse my language. Everybody gets lost once in a while. So, on the journey of life, sometimes we face situations and things throws us off our path. And so sometimes we do get lost. But what we have to understand is that 
The fact that you are lost doesn't mean you can't be found. I remember there have been times where my wife and I were going somewhere and I will declare, I know where we're going. You know, as men, men have what we call ego. The man ego. It's like a, it's like a balloon. You know? Until it's popped, you, you are not humble. So when we, we're on the, on the road going, my wife will say, we're on the wrong road. I say, no, 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 no. I know where we're going. We're definitely on the right path. I mean, this was the early days. The early days, I didn't know that God has given me my wife as a gift to help me navigate my path. <laughs> She was my tom-tom in those days. She was my navigator. You know, so on our path, we'll be going, and then I know, I get to a certain point, I know I'm lost. But because there's an ego, the balloon has been blown up. I don't want to pause and say, babes, can you help? I'm lost. But I don't want to admit that I am lost. Are you following what I'm saying? And so because of the ego, I continue on the journey of lost. And many of us find ourselves in that situation. We are on a path, on a journey that we know very well that we are lost. It's a journey we, are no, we, we know without any shadow of doubt that we are lost. Things are not going the way we should go. But you see, one of the key things we need to understand is that God places people on our road, on our journey, to help us reroute our path or our direction to where we are going. And so in all humility, I'll come down and ask my wife, baby, I'm sorry, you know. I start using some sweet words. You know, you are my sugar and my tea. You know, I love you. You know, I cannot live without you. You know, just please help us get to the direction. You know. <laughs> and then I'll hit, a, I'll hit a turning point and then she'll say, turn back. Now, that's not the place where if you're a wife to tell your husband, I told you so. <laughs> that's not the place to say, I told you so. Just let him eat his humble pie. <laughs> Just let him eat his humble pie nicely and, and then let him turn. Now I'm telling you, when he turns from where he has lost to getting on the right path, you don't need to tell him, I told you so. If you have, if you have a way of looking inside his head, and his heart, you will know what he's going through. So by all humility, I turn and then I follow the right path. And then when she tries to bring that conversation up, I'll quickly interject another conversation so we don't go on that path again. You know, so that's what happens in the lives of many people. Many people are lost. We're on the right, we are on the wrong path. But the thing is, because of our ego, we don't want to admit that we are lost. So, the Bible says, 
In the beginning, God created man in his own image. And the plan was for man to replicate the same concept of God here on earth. But unfortunately, man got lost. The devil showed up, you know the story. Adam and Eve were deceived. They ate the forbidden fruit. And after that, we all face the consequences. Now, I've always thought about this. I don't know why Adam and Eve did not eat the fruit after they gave birth to us. I don't know why they waited to sin before they gave birth to us. Why am I saying that? Because if they had given birth to the human race before the sin, that sin would not have affected mankind. But they waited after the sin, then they gave birth to us and we were born in the sin. So as a result of their errors, their mistakes, we were also lost. So through time, God has to put in place a navigating system to bring man back on the right track. And the only way he could do that was to bring back another man just like him, this time not as a grown man or a grown woman, but this time as a baby. Why? Because God made a mistake by, I mean, when I say God made a mistake, now don't go and quote when I say God makes mistakes. What I'm just saying is that God, when God gave us the first man, it was a big man who had teeth, he had everything. But God said, no, this process has to be changed. So instead of giving another big man who doesn't know how to learn lessons, I'll give us a baby who can learn many things through his growing stages and make wise decisions for us. So God looked upon our, our weakness and gave us a son. I love how the Bible puts it in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8. The Bible says while we were still sinners, while we were still sinners, while we were still wallowing in our sin, while we were still doing gather on it on the, in the nightclubs, Get on it. And stepping on the wall. We were stepping on the wall. Yet the Bible says that whilst we were in our sins, God commended his love towards us. What was that love? Jesus Christ was that love. He commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, while we were still sinners, while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. He died for us not because we were holy. So if you think that you have to be holy before you come to him, you've lost the plot, brother. Do you know many will be shocked on the last days? How many of you have children? 
you know, sometimes your children break plates or glasses and, and you know, they're trying to hide from you. You know, they think they've done a big sin. You know, they, they, they say, oh, I've done so bad. I don't think mommy or daddy is going to be happy with me. And then when you get home, they are hiding like Adam, hiding. God asked, where are you? I said, I heard your footsteps and I was scared. They're hiding. And then he said, why are you hiding? And then they said, oh, I'm sorry. I broke your plate, the one you really like. I broke your glass, the one you really love. And I thought you were going to be offended with me. And then you look at them and say, this is nothing. A plate is nothing. A glass is nothing. Your life is worth more. You know, so they think that you are upset with them, but in your heart of heart, you're not upset with them. That's what's happening to mankind. We do a little sin or a big sin and we're hiding from God. And God is saying, that's just a plate. That's just a glass you broke. It's nothing compared to the love that I have for you. So we must never allow sin to draw us away from God. We must never allow what we do in life to draw us away from God. And we must not only see that when, 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 when we sin, that's when God hates us. As a matter of fact, when we sin, that's when he loves us the most. Whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why will he die for you if he doesn't love you? Why will he die for us if he doesn't love us? Are you following me this morning? So I want us to understand the significance of what God did for us. Yes, we're lost. But he sent someone to guide us back on the right path. That's why the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, if any man, Greek, Jew, Asian, Jamaican, Nigerian, Ghanaian, Sierra Leonean, wherever you're from, if any man be where in Christ, if any man be where in Christ. So all you have to do is look for the address to get back to the right track. If any man, if any man, if any woman be in Christ, the Bible says that he is, not he will be, he is a new creature. Whose word are you going to believe? What people say about you or what God says about you? God says, if you are him, he sees you as new, not old. He doesn't see you as a sinner. He sees you as new. He said, behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. You are the righteousness of God. I said you are the righteousness of God. 
That's who I am. I know who I am. When I'm singing that song, I know who I am. I really know who I am. It doesn't matter what somebody says. I know who I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am. Not I will be. You can't be in that sin. He still says you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He said, Pastor, does that mean we can still sin and be holy? That's what I'm saying. The Bible says, that, shall we receive grace? Shall we continue to sin because grace has been made available to us? No, God forbid. Now remember, sin has consequences. Remember when I told you I got lost and my wife directed me? The consequences was that we lost time. We got to where we're getting too late. Are you following me? Now, sin has consequences. Sin has consequences. When you sin, you pay for the consequences. It doesn't mean that God hates you. He still loves you. But he has to make you pay the consequences so that next time you don't repeat the same mistake again. That's why there is that element of pain. Pain helps us not to do things that will cause pain to us. If you put your hand in a fire, it will burn you. Isn't that right? It will burn you. What's the consequences? The consequences is that you see some part of your flesh bent. So, the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is or she is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become so, that means if we are on this path or journey, a journey that we are lost in and we need help, we need someone who can accurately tell us this is the right way. Is that, is that, that right? So, let's look at who is the way, who will help us on this path. John 14, 6. John chapter 14, verse 6. Listen to Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. These are true three vital elements that every man needs on this journey. If you and I are going to be found, we have to find the way. Jesus Christ is the way. He is not only the way, he is the only way. There is no other way. He is the only way. There is no other way to heaven. Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only way. There is no other way. Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only way. That means if you're on this way, you will not get lost. Guaranteed. 
is a guaranteed path of life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Why? Now, if he had not brought the truth there, then we will question the way. Because he is truth, that means his ways are truth. Oh, I love that. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and now what are we all looking for on this way? Life. Everybody is looking for the good life. We're all looking for the good life. Isn't that right? Most of us were not born here in the United Kingdom. The reason why we came to the UK is looking for the good life. Oh, say amen to that. Don't, 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 don't be quiet on me. Most of us came to the United Kingdom because we're looking for the good way. A good life. Is it, we're going to Babylon. Babylon. We are going to Babylon, the land that flows with milk and honey. And you came to Babylon and you saw that Babylon doesn't flow with milk and honey. You thought money used to fall off, off the trees, but you came to Babylon and you noticed that there is winter in Babylon. They never told you about the winter. And you have to wake up at 4 a.m. to go through the winter. A thick snow, snow, go through the snow and make some money before you get home. And sometimes you sit in your house lonely and say, ah, they didn't tell me everything about this. <laughs> but Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. So that means if you find this way, you will find the truth and you will find the good life. You will find the good life. You will find the good life. The good life is not outside of Jesus. John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they might have what? Life. And have it how? In abundance. That's a good life. That life that he's talking about is a Zoe life. And the only way you and I can have that life is to be in Christ. If any man be in Christ. If any man be. The only way you can have that life is to be in him. That means if you're outside of him, you can't have that life. Lost and found. Today someone is being found. The father is looking for someone today. Have you have you sometimes, you know, you've gone you've gone out shopping and the only money you had in your whole life, the only money you have maybe is hundred pounds. And you put it in your pocket. And you forgot that that pocket had a hole. And then you go, you're so excited, I'm going to buy this thing. I've been wanting to buy this thing for years. And you save up. And then you get to the shop and say, confidently, give me that one. And then they give you what you want. And then you said, they said, it's 100 pounds, ready to pay. You put your hand in your pocket and you notice that, oh, there's a hole. There's a hole in the pocket. 
There's a hole. There's a hole. There's a hole means the money is gone. And then you look, you look silly in front of the people. They think you are playing up. They say, oh, seriously, the money, I put the money in my pocket. Now, woe unto you if it's, if it's petrol. You are at a petrol station. And you've put the petrol and you have no money to pay. <laughs> woe on you, woe on you. God forbid, may it never happen to you. And then you say, oh, no. What do you do? You leave the shop. You leave what you wanted to buy. And guess what you do? You trace your steps back to the exact spot where you came on, on the route, on the road, on the way. You go step by step looking and you're worried looking and wondering, will someone, will I find this money? You keep looking, going, going. And then finally you see something far and then you run and then you look at it, it's your hundred pounds. You are so excited. Why? Because you lost it, but now you found it. That's what God did for us. Finally, as we get ready to close. Let's look at a classical example. It's a very popular scripture that we all know. Luke chapter 15 from verse 12. Or verse 11. Luke chapter 15 from verse 11. Somebody say, I was lost, but now I'm found. Oh, say like you mean. Say, I was lost, but now I'm found. Let's say it like we mean. Say, I was lost, but now I am found. Say with me, Jesus Christ is my way maker. Jesus Christ is the only way. Jesus Christ is the only truth. Jesus Christ is the only life. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15 from verse 11. I read. The Bible says that this is Jesus speaking. It said, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said unto his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided them his living. Remember, he has two sons. Now, let's look at the, the father as God. Right? The father as God. The small son, the younger son, as you and I. And then the elder brother as Christians who are in the house. So we are the younger brother. We are the younger ones. We're lost and we want to be found. So I want you to think about it that way. So the the younger son came to the father God and said, give me everything that belongs to me. Now, if you have the concept of a will, a will is only divided when the testator dies, when the owner of the property dies and gone, and is gone. But in this instant, the son said, no, I want mine, and I want it now. Verse 13, the Bible says that not many days after, the younger son gathered all together 
and took his journey into a far country. I want you to underline that. He went to a far country. And that's what many people do. We leave the father and want to go from very far away from him. Now, that's a concept of sin. Sin puts us far away from God. And let me tell you this. If you want anything from God, you want to be close to him. Not far away from him. So he went to a far country and there he wasted his substance with righteous living. We call it the good life. The world calls it the good life. You know, isn't it interesting when you were young, you know, you go out night clubbing, drinking, and all those things, and you called it the good life. I wonder how that could be a good life when you were drunk, vomiting on yourself. Staggering your way, you could not find your way to, to your house. Is that a good life? Did somebody say yes? <laughs> I think somebody is still in that state. Did somebody say yes in the church? No. Are you sure? They didn't get it. That cannot be a good life. Getting booze, getting tr- Have you not noticed when they are advertising drinking, drink uh, alcoholic beverages, they show us very nice adverts. But they don't show you the effects that when you get drunk, yeah. you end up in a gutter. They don't, they don't show you the other side that a car will knock you down. They don't show you the other side that your livers will be damaged. They don't show you all that, but they paint it as a good life. It's not a good life. Clubbing is not a good life. I remember when we used to go to the nightclub and when it's about time for us to go, they'll start playing a song. Please don't go. Please. Do do you remember those songs? And then when they start playing, please don't go, you have people circled and they will be dancing on top of our head, hitting our head on the floor because you're fully drunk and when you get home, you don't feel the effects now, but when you get home, you feel, please don't go in your beds. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's not a good life. But the world paints sin to us as if sin is good. Remember, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Wages means with time. The end result. When you start working, you don't get paid on day one. You get paid at the end of the month. The payday of, of sin is death. You say, when is it going to be? It can be later. It can be a few more years down the line. Because the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. So he went far from his father. He wasted all his substance on righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a great famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Look at that. Look at the error he made. 
instead of coming back, he joined himself to a citizen of that land. Most of the times we think that our ways will resolve the issue. The Bible says there's a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. Don't join yourself with the citizens of the land. If joining yourself with the citizens of the land will help, there wouldn't have been famine. And look at what happened. He started feeding with pigs. Verse 16, and he would have fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's house have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger. I love that. When he came to himself, just like me, when I realized I was lost, I had to humble myself and ask my wife, please show me the right way. That's called self-realization. Where he came to himself. Do you know that people who even say they're against God, they're atheists, when they're sinning, they know they're sinning. When they're doing something wrong, they know they're doing the wrong thing. The Bible says that when he came to himself, I pray for you today that you come to yourself. That the Holy Spirit will quicken you. You come to a self-realization knowing that you are on the wrong road. And not only that, coming to yourself is not enough. Verse 18, the Bible says that he said to himself. So now, self-realization leads to self-identification and action. He said, and I will rise, verse 18. He said, I will rise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. That's action. It's not just enough to realize that you have sinned. You have to act. You have to turn 180 degrees, not 360 degrees. 180. Repent means turn your back. Turn away from that sin. If you do 360, you go back to the same scene. He said, I will arise and go to my father. I will arise and go to my father. That's my prayer for you today. That you will arise and come back to your father. Verse 19, the Bible says that, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of your high servants. You see, when sometimes you sin, you think that your father hates you. You're thinking, you're calculating. Now, he's demoting himself and say, I want to be the lowest. But he doesn't know that there's a place for him on the high table. And he arose and came to his father. I love that. This is where we must get to. He arose and came to his father. He arose and came to his father. It's time for us to arise and come back home. It's time to come back home. It's time to stop running away from our father. Father God wants you to come back home. When he arose and he came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. That means 
until the day he left home, the father has been looking forward to him coming back. So I'm sure the father was always sitting on top of the building, watching out for him. Sitting on, in the, on, at the gate of the house, looking out for him. The Bible says that and he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion on him and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Look at the father's action. The father had compassion on him. The father ran towards him. The father fell on his neck. The father kissed him. That is what is awaiting you when you come back home. Love. Genuine, sincere love. Sometimes we think the father will condemn us. But no, he's not waiting to condemn you. He's not waiting to tell you, I told you so. He's not waiting to tell you, when you go out there, you'll be more hungry. You'll get destroyed. But the father was waiting on him. Verse 21, the Bible says that, and the son said unto his father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best rope, look at that, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and his shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fattest calf, kill it, and let us eat, and make merry. For this day my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder brother was in the field and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, thy brother is come and thy father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry. The elder brother was angry. And he would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered and said unto his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted cow. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead, and he is alive again. He was lost, and is now found. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the whole purpose of Christianity. We were once lost, but we are now found. God wants us back. Listen, the enemy's deception is that go far away from him. But that is not the truth. The truth of the matter is everything you and I will ever need It's in the father's house. The father is not against you. Now let me say this. Let me say this. This is important as we close. No matter the sin you commit, listen to me, this is important. No matter the sin you commit, don't allow it to cause you to run far away from God. No matter the sin you commit, make an effort 
to come into the house of God. No matter what happens in your life, make an effort to be in the house of God. Don't allow the devil to deceive you and say you are a sinner. The church is for sinners. That's what God made the church for. If there's any one church where you will not be condemned, this is that church. Are you following me? The Bible says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God does not condemn you. He wants you saved. He wants you found. He doesn't want you lost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Did you receive it today? Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution International Christian Center, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution Center is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution International Christian Center, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.